The Island Digest is a sampling of the stories in this week's Journal of the San Juans, Islands Sounder, and Islands Weekly, which are on newsstands now. The January 18th edition is brought to you by Orcus Center. I'm Caleb Summers. Headlines from the week of January 18th, 2023. Welcome to the world, Nala Galt. Marin the Brave. Lobos take on Cedar Park. Plus, choice excerpts from the Sheriff's Log. From the Journal of the San Juan Islands, Welcome to the World, Nala Galt, by Heather Spaulding. Weighing eight pounds and four ounces, Nala May Galt was born on January 2nd at 10.15 a.m. Nala means first drink in the desert, and she is also the first baby born in San Juan County in 2023. The biggest struggles are by far the emotional ones, and the instant change to Mama and Papa Bear, Mother Celia Roth said, feeling so protective of our little cub, trying not to miss a beat and just loving so hard that it hurts. Roth and her partner, Austin Galt, have known each other most, if not all, of their lives. Their parents, longtime islanders Donnie and Sarah Galt, and Mary Yuri and Kevin Roth, were friends long before their kids were born, let alone became a couple. Although Roth and Galt attended Friday Harbor High School together, it wasn't until about three years ago they began seeing each other in a different light. The couple opted to have a home birth, with midwife Blythe Parker, in order to remain in a comforting, familiar environment. Home birth also meant they did not have to deal with ferries, hotels, or hospital overnights, especially around the holiday season. Roth began having contractions on New Year's Day, however they subsided, only to return early in the morning on January 2nd. The labor itself lasted approximately five hours, but Parker and her assistant, Heather Belt, stayed with the family for 12 hours. Home birth was amazing. It was an amazing experience, Roth said. Many parents with low-risk pregnancies contemplate home birth because they want to avoid the high-tech atmosphere and medical interventions of a hospital. Others prefer the lower cost, freedom, and ability to spend the labor with loved ones, more control over birth decisions, more privacy, and increased bonding with the baby. Seeing the trio together, it is clear that in a matter of days, they have not only bonded, but the family is also forming a routine together. Part of that routine has meant losing the ability to run out the door when it's time to leave, and instead taking a moment to ensure their sweet cub has everything she needs beforehand, including feeding and diaper changes. When asked if they have been surprised by anything regarding parenting so far, Galt mentioned expecting his daughter to have more difficulty sleeping. Nala has been a good sleeper right from the start, waking up around twice a night on average. I thought that sleeping would be an issue, but no, it's been very manageable, said Galt. For Roth, it has been a very different experience than what others had told her. No one can be prepared for parenthood until they are a parent, after all. Being the first baby born in 2023, 
Nala is also the winner of the journal's annual Baby Derby. San Juan businesses have stepped in to welcome her and congratulate parents Roth and Galt with an array of prizes, including gift certificates from King's, Friday Harbor Drug, Ace Hardware, Be Chic, and tickets to the San Juan Community Theater. Welcome to the world, little Nala. From the island's sounder, Marin the Brave, 11-year-old is more than halfway to goal of daily cold-water swimming for a year, by Colleen Smith-Summers. Every night after dinner, Marin Anderson slips out her front door to swim in the ocean. The 11-year-old has completed a cold-water dip for more than 200 straight days. Luckily for her, she lives right by the ocean in Massacre Bay. I always tell her to put on a coat and shoes, and she doesn't listen, laughs her dad, Paul. Sometimes she goes by herself, but she always has our dog, Griffin, with her. It all began this summer, when a friend of Marin's, who loves to swim, stayed on the island for a few weeks. You can't go to the beach with Ava and come back dry, Marin laughs. Every day we swam in either the ocean or the lake. I noticed I got to 20 days, so I wanted to keep doing it. The Orcas Island Elementary School fifth grader has set a goal of completing a swim every day for a year. It's an aspiration she is confident will come to fruition. There's a little piece of me that's different because I've grown to acclimate and can do things that are harder, Marin said. The young athlete generally stays in the water for no longer than four minutes. Her younger sister, Sydney, often accompanies her, standing watch on the beach or taking a plunge herself. If Marin wants to do a prolonged swim or gather up the oysters that she and her family grow, she'll don a wetsuit. She didn't need it, however, when she swam during the snowstorm in December, even though the water was really cold. Adds Paul, I joke with them that I invented cold water swimming, but I've clearly been surpassed. Marin will also swim at Olga Beach or Cascade Lake, depending on where she is. If she is traveling or staying at a friend's house, she'll submerge in a cold pool or take a frigid bath. This summer, the family journeyed to Sweden, where they jumped off high-dive platforms on the shorefront. Hotels with pools are also required when traveling. She loved the warmer Atlantic Ocean, Paul said. It was filled with jellyfish, and getting stung here and there didn't stop her. This spring, Marin will be joined by her grandmother, who just bought a wetsuit and plans to start swimming once it's a bit warmer outside. She has also inspired some of her contemporaries to test out their ocean swimming stamina. My friend Pauline is a freediver. She thinks I'm the top inspiration for her. She now goes into the ocean a few days a week. She's my role model, and I'm hers, Marin said. From the Islands Weekly, Lobos Take on Cedar Park, by Jean Helfman. It was standing room only in the Lopez gym as the Lobos took on the Cedar Park Christian Lions on January 6th. The Lady Lobos looked forward to evening out their two-win, three-loss season, although fielding only seven players could have been a problem. It wasn't. 
The Lobos jumped out to a strong lead, pouring in point after point, while holding the Lions scoreless. Lopez was ahead 18-2 in the first period, and the half ended 22-4. Cedar Park came out pressing harder in the second half, which slowed the Lopez attack. With a thin bench and several players in foul trouble, Coach Kari Warner advised her girls to slow it down, avoid fouls. The game ended decisively regardless. Lopez, 33, Cedar Park, 17. Betty Burt led scoring with 15 points, followed by Glory Westervelt with 8, Ruby Irvin McLean with 4, and Danny Arnett, Ruby Sousman, and Jose Lukhurst with 2 each, a positive result with 6 out of 7 players putting up buckets. Betty Burt also had 21 rebounds, and Glory Westervelt had 9 steals. Coach Warner afterward said the team had been working hard on passing the ball and rebounding, and it showed. She couldn't have been happier with their performance and the outcome. The men's game was a nail-biter. Cedar Park jumped out to an early lead, and the Lobos had to work hard just to keep it close. The half ended Cedar Park 11, Lopez 8. The second half was similar, the Lions staying just ahead, Lopez pulling up close, then Cedar Park again pulling away. Things looked promising with the Lions ahead by a point, 34-33 after three periods. A ruckus crowd grew even louder when Lopez pulled within a point, 41-40, with 18 seconds left. But Lopez was forced to commit strategic fouls to keep time from expiring, and the Cedar Park players hit their free throws. The game ended with Lions 44, Lobos 40. Four players got into the scoring. Ethan Patrick had 31 points, Andres Meisner 3, and Henry Robles and Silas Gronley had two each. The Lobos' remaining two points were scored by an embarrassed Cedar Park player who got the ends of the court confused. Coach Shane Patrick was pleased with the team's effort, but lamented the number of second-chance opportunities in which Lopez failed to convert. After the game, the PAC, the Lobos Athletic Booster Club, honored former coach M.R. Buffum, thanking him for four decades of service. Former team members, family, and friends joined the tribute. And now, choice excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. On January 4th, a deputy in Friday Harbor received a report of a three-car collision in the ferry lane, parking lot A. The deputy responded and took an accident report. Deputies responded to a Deer Harbor address on a reported missing person-slash-welfare check case. It was discovered that a female presumed to be under the influence of alcohol left her home through a window and was not able to be contacted or found. Further investigation led to the discovery that the female made it off the island via ferry and was okay. On January 6th, Audlin Park staff called regarding a vehicle left overnight without paying their fee. A courtesy message was left for the owner. Infractions will follow if the vehicle is not moved. 
a man from Seattle observed a rusty, dented vehicle and approached a Lopez individual's home to ask if they needed auto repair services. The Lopezian was surprised and felt like their space had been violated. After thinking about it, the Lopezian is considering hiring the man. On January 8th, a deputy took a report of a missing, possibly stolen trash can from the East Sound area. A report was taken to document the incident. There are no suspects or leads at this time. Thanks for listening to the Island Digest. Check out our print or digital copies for more headlines and local news, such as Friday Harbor High School students perform Sense and Sensibility, Disappearing Mushrooms, or County's Year in Review. This concludes the January 18, 2023 edition of the Island Digest. This edition is brought to you by Orcas Center. Orcas Center is your place for fun and intrigue this winter with live concerts, performances, art openings, and more. To check out upcoming events and purchase tickets, visit www.orcascenter.org. Thank you for listening to the Island Digest, a small sampling of what's in your local print newspapers this week. The Journal, Sounder, and Weekly rely upon advertising, subscriptions, and donations to support our mission of high-quality community journalism. To contribute, visit our websites or email publisher Colleen Smith-Summers at csmith at soundpublishing.com. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next week for more local news from San Juan County, Washington. I'm Caleb Summers.